Hello again, and welcome to a very special live Lee Summit Town Hall on Facebook. This is a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Orbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who, like me, is barely holding it together right now. It's, it's Nick true. Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Nick, how are you today? You know, this stuff's hard, man, but that's why I called our free therapist, uh, and I said, we need another episode. And That's so true. she came and she brought friends. I don't Carrie, know what that says about us. Carrie's going to rock it up the list of uh, people who are going to be on the show a lot. So I know. Julie Cook, Matt Sanning, Carrie's coming for the title. Carrie's coming. Uh, <laughs> the longer this goes, the more we'll have Carrie on. So, and Julie's going to be off for a bit with the maternity leave. So that just makes it a whole big mess. There we go. Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is Tacos, because tacos always make you feel better. And we all need to feel a little better. <laughs> that's true. I would say burgers, too heavy. Tacos, perfect. Just right. That's, that's Just right need. for this sort of thing. Hey, Jason, like I said, this stuff's hard, man. So uh, we decided that we needed to have a conversation, maybe a group conversation, a group, a uh, virtual community-wide hug and conversation about how we get through this. How do we, how do we uh, survive our survival plan? And mostly, how do we survive? Because all our kids are home and we're stuck with them all. Oh, worse. They're stuck with us. Let's and, be honest. And look, look, teenagers are stinky. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it out there. They're stinky and they're stinky all the time. So, Carrie Gray, Lee Summit, family therapist, is back. And then we also have, because we want to talk a little bit about schools and how, how, um, how we can help our kids during this e-learning time. So, we have from the LSR 7 School District, Drs. Rex Ann Hill and Jennifer Kephart. Welcome, everybody. We're going to figure out how we get through all this. And maybe and maybe you can just give Jason and I a little bit of free therapy time. Free therapy time. Because the show is always about us. But first, before we begin, we got to pay a few bills. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Hey, quick note from those benevolent robot shade overlords. While oh, the showroom home of the Signature Series Automated Shades is closed, they're still providing in-home consultations, and you can connect with them. If you're ready to make your home a smart home, call 816-554-7779 or email leesummit at budgetblinds.com and set up your virtual consultation today. Oh, and one more note, Jason. You getcha. Tell them Jason next you. As always. All right. We are also brought today by our continuing and ongoing plea to do what you can to support local. So shop those places, get gift cards, take out delivery, any kind of thing you can do to help them. They're struggling just as much as the rest of us. So take a little bit of time when you can go support local businesses. Tell them Jason next you. All right, well, let's move in. A couple quick notes before we get into our conversation. One, hey, at Link to Lee Summit, we want to keep up our LS music therapy program. So if you or anybody in your house has some musical talent, I do not, take some video, send it to me, message it through Facebook, or send it to me, Nick, at Link to Lee Summit. Let uh, us share uh, it out there and provide a little bit of peace and beauty for everyone. I have provided you two musical gifts for this process. One, I, I encouraged my lovely wife, who has musical talent, to, uh, to sing for us, and that's out there on those things. And number two, and probably more importantly, I have refused to participate in any musical thing <laughs> so to save everyone's suffering uh, on that front. So, but yeah, those are great. They're such a nice, uh, they're like a, like a little mint 
that you get to sort of break up the feed about all the stuff and, and what have you as you go through. Them. We so, all need a little something, a little break. And so, so what we're trying to do every, every couple of days or so is, is just put a little music out there for 30 seconds, maybe two minutes of, of peace, of a little break. Uh, and uh, do you guys remember? I don't know if everybody remembers this, but last summer we had a teen takeover. A bunch of teens took over the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. And that group has gotten together again. And they're working on their own at show. At this point. <laughs> well, virtually. Gotten together from apart. Right. They have a new podcast of their own coming out called I Can Relate. They have recorded three episodes. So look for I Can Relate on your favorite podcast app over the next few weeks as that launches it is a podcast for teens, by teens, about teens, and they're talking about the issues and the stresses of their lives that they face each and every day. And I get to do the production. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's pretty cool to, to watch, these, watch these people get together and, and have some conversations. And I'm going to say it again. The next generation is ready. When we need to give them the keys, it's going to be just fine. It, absolutely. <laughs> and honestly, I, every time I listen to the teens, those teens or some other teens out there have comedies conversations, I think about what I felt like at that age. And I'm like, these kids are so, so much farther along <laughs> in being able to manage anything very well. Uh, other than you know, get get speeding tickets and figure out how not to do schoolwork. That's about well. Let's, all let's be really fair; they're farther along than you and I are now. That's true. Well, so that's because we stopped maturing about <laughs> that same time, and we've gotten here. So, all right, let's do this thing. We're gonna. We were not here to just witty banter, though we did have to do our bantering. Uh, we wanted to uh, have our guests on to talk about stuff that's of, I think, real importance. And and we're now what two weeks into this uh, remote schooling process and, and we're getting used to it and, and getting into and we're coming into and i'm going to use the air quotes and i can because we're videoing this the new normal mm -hmm. uh and so we thought we'd have carrie dr rex han hill and dr jennifer kephart on to talk with us about stuff so let's do that carrie you came on a couple weeks ago and we talked a lot about stress and how to deal with stress and how to work through these tough times and Hopefully it was as good for everyone else as it was for me. It helped me. Um, but here's my problem. The tough times haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even though I'm, I'm past that initial shock, right? Mm -hmm. And even though I feel like last week was a little bit harder because, oh, I realized it wasn't temporary <laughs> or, or it wasn't going to be fast temporary. Mm -hmm. And this week I feel like maybe I'm getting into whatever routine I need to be in. It's not really easier i mean look i'll sum this up this still sucks <laughs> i mean a lot <laughs> so so carrie help us out here what what are things that, that what, what can we do how can we survive all right well thanks um for having me back again i appreciate the opportunity to share and um you know i think one of the things that can be helpful in dealing with stress that we're, we're not sure when things are going to lighten up, uh, there's so much uncertainty there, is really focusing in on our perspective. And change, especially this big change that has been imposed on us, where now our kids are at home with us, uh, doing online school, many of us are working from home. Um, life is a lot different, which is not something that we're not aware of. But uh, how do we choose to, you know, focus on that and to make the best out of a difficult situation? 
Um, number one, I think, is just recognizing that, you know, we're not alone. There are billions of other people who are also experiencing this uncomfortable place. As you said, we're learning how to adapt and adjust to a new kind of normal, you know, whatever that is. And so I think um, another piece of that is just giving ourselves grace, giving the people in our environment grace, um, because change is difficult for everyone, and we certainly all adjust to these changes in a different sort of way. And so we just need to provide that grace with folks. And as we start to adjust into a new type of you know, routine, I think it's important to have some type of structure for the day, um, ways to stay occupied, here's what we're going to do but also to make that a flexible schedule so that we can adapt and make changes as we need to. You know, for example, it's 85 degrees outside right now. Oh, sure. I'm in my basement talking on a video sorry. call and you're talking about how nice it is. Thanks. Appreciate that. I, yeah, don't want to create more stress, but certainly an example of how we might take some time uh, away from that routine to get outside and take advantage of the weather. All right. So, you know, it's also a practice in just being flexible in addition to that. Um, you know, I just did a conversation with parents last night where we were talking about parenting and just adapting to having our kids around us a lot more. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about is finding the silver linings in this type of situation. And that goes back to our perspective. And so, you know, we have more time on our hands. And so is this an opportunity for us to dial in and focus more on our own self-care? Uh, you know, we're all experiencing anxiety and dealing with stress. And so just being more in tune to those feelings, um, allowing ourselves to experience those feelings, but also really tying into what is our thought process that is coming. Um, because where we can get into more stress is when we start ruminating and thinking about all of the worst case scenarios, which is a very common natural place for our brain to go. And so what I like to encourage people to do is, you know, to have those feelings, it's important to experience those feelings but also to do some cognitive reframing in terms of, you know, I got this. I'm not alone in this. There's people who I can reach out to to get support. And I'm just going to take this one day at a time. So, Carrie, how do we get um, – that's, I mean, I won't say easy for us to do because, I mean, right. I'll admit I'm not very good at it, but we try. Um, mm -hmm. But I think the, the the question that springs to mind for me anyway is – when my, when my kids get that way, and they each, have, I think, have, they come in their own way in their own times and their own thing, but when mm -hmm. they get into those spots, what are, what are some things that we can do, um, and maybe uh, Dr. Hill or Dr. Kephart want to jump in on this as well, mm -hmm. uh, what are things we can do to help them do that, to take that reframing um, sort of steps to walk them through? Well, I'll give a quick response, so then I don't want to be doing all the talking, so I'm going to turn it over to the others. Um, but I have four kids myself, 
And, you know, when they start becoming anxious and overwhelmed, one of the first things that we're starting to learn to do as a family is to focus on our breathing. And because when we're stressed and our, our brain, our mind chatter is going fast, we tend to go into what we refer to as that flight fight response. And it's hard to think clearly when we're feeling you know, that we're in danger. And so it is proven uh, that just focusing in on your breath, um, making sure that you're taking in deep breaths of air for a count of four and exhaling those breaths of air, those are things that help. Also, uh, like on a day like today, it's helpful to tune into your senses. And so to go outside and to you know, ask yourself, okay, what are four things that I can see right now? You know, what are four sounds that I could hear? What can I smell? Um, by tuning into our breathing and by focusing our attention into our senses, that actually has a calming effect on our brain. And once we get our brain stem calmed down, then it's easier to think more rationally then we can start using that frontal lobe, that problem solving lobe. And those are simple strategies that are um, something that we can practice and available through a lot of different mindfulness maps, or excuse me, not maps, but apps that are out there. So those are a few suggestions. Dr. Hill, anything you wanna, you wanna add in on that? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you, Nick and Jason, for inviting us to come on board. And um, I've worked with Carrie over the last couple of years, and she is spot on with some of the things that she has shared. Um, I can tell you here at, um, we've named it Hill Academy. Uh, we have a puzzle that's on our dining room table. And as we need breaks, uh, those are our brain breaks, uh, especially when the weather isn't so good uh, or raining. Uh, we uh, take lots of walks with the dog um, and um, we, we just try to make some time for each other. And, you know, um, it's okay if we're on TV or technology a little bit more than we have <laughs> been in the past. Um, give yourself that grace and forgiveness um, to let some of those things go. Um, some of my colleagues, they laugh at me sometimes because I tell them to be like Elsa and let it go. So. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> well, well, let's, um, I want to shift just a little bit and I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the school aspect of it, because I think that is a, that is a place of stress for a lot of us, uh, not just for, for our kids who are having to go through that change, but for us too, who all of a sudden, we have to try to play homeschool teachers too. And that's a little weird. I think as I say, I'm just a dumb, dumb parent. How am I supposed to help my kid with math and all of these other things that I thought I was done with years and years ago? So let's uh, let, let's start. I want to start a little bit with some of the 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 processy stuff that Jason and I like. Dr. Hill, Dr. Kephart, if you could just tell a little bit about the the e-learning program that the LSR Seven School District has and how that works. What are we, what are we really asking of our students still? I would say, as we have talked as an instructional team for the LSR Seven District, 
our goal has been connections. Our goal has been connections with students and connections with staff and connections with family. So while that remains of most, uh, utmost importance, I would certainly agree with both Carrie and Rex it is about being able to breathe. It's breathing at home, it's breathing as students and also as staff. So we want to make sure that instruction continues, but that connection to social, emotional, and the holistic health of our students remains during this time. So while we initially over our two week closure had some plans in place with our platform of Schoology and we are very lucky in Lee Summit that each of our students have devices and that our technology team has worked overtime to be able to support the Wi-Fi connections for our families that we still have a few that we are working on but the majority of our families have that access to Wi-Fi connections because of the platform that we use. Although, just like many other technology platforms these days, there is a struggle in the amount of load that are on those across the nation, but Schoology is working better for us as we have shifted. But our initial for that two week window was how connected can we stay both to our student social emotional health, but also to our instruction, knowing that we were coming back to school quickly after that two weeks. The two weeks then has shifted to a little bit later. Mm -hmm. And as that shift has happened, we were also starting to hear from our students, from our families, and from our teachers, this is a lot. A daily check-in is a lot in households, much like you have said, where there's two parents continuing to work, sometimes online as well. There are multiple students that are trying to get, to get online at the same time with those connections that they want and that their teachers desperately want. So how can we extend some of that grace and patience that we're working on? And how can we lighten some of that load for families for students, for teachers. So on Friday, we rolled out a few changes that we have to our virtual learning, and that includes a Monday time for teachers to collaborate with each other. We are noticing that there's collaboration going on beyond just our one school that teachers are majority, in majority of the time, but we have collaboration amongst all of our schools in different grade levels. So we have seen amazing work come out of our teachers because of the time that they have that they are shifting to as well in their new normal. So that is extended collaboration, some planning time for them, but that's also a chance for them to individually connect with some students also. So we've changed Mondays, but then we have also extended our deadlines. We're not doing daily attendance checks for families, but we are wanting to be able to see our students each week and make sure that they are connecting to the learning. So we've extended our deadlines. We've also at a secondary level, our secondary schools have had a, a full schedule and we have changed that schedule. So three days, uh, uh, there are three periods on one day and two periods on the next day. So we want to make sure that there is that grace and patience that is provided for, um, for our students and for our families because you can't do it all and we don't want you to be able to do it all. We also want you to be able to, to breathe and to have that time as a family. I think I want to go back then to to what what should we expect from this because I think I think expectations is a, is a real issue when it comes to when it comes to the parents figuring out their role and then helping the students understand understand their role. What 
what should we set as as goals? What are we what are we expecting our our kids to achieve? Because this isn't normal school. This isn't going to be go go to a classroom and and have the lessons and have the tests and 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 all of those things. If we're if we're working with them to engage, and I think the engaging question we're going to come back to in a second. Um, if we're working with them to engage, what, don't we have to have real expectations as well? Sure. So we know that we are focused on deepening some of the learning that we have that we have had throughout the course of the year. So many of our teachers are going back to some of the skills and spending more time on those skills. So from an elementary standpoint, anytime you can pick up a book and read, that is an important skill to have. And you can do that outside and get some sun as well. And you can engage with your family and ask questions about those books or have book talks at, at a dinner table or book talks with your family. And that can be across any of our, um, any of our students um, and the platforms that we have. So we know that there are some skills much like studying math facts at elementary too, depending on what age range you're in. So, so yeah, you just give me, uh, I'm scared again. <laughs> Oh, come on, quit your, quit your <laughs> whining, Nick. I'm having to relearn trig this week, so <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. Skills don't go away, and we want those. We want those core skills to continue. And as our students are connecting with our teachers, that's what our teachers are focused on. What skills do we need to enhance? Can we spend some more time on? But also, what skills in fourth quarter are those essential skills to be able to build foundations for the next grade level or the next course? And so our teachers are doing that. What is what new skills are being brought up are those essential skills during this time. That's why we want our students to stay engaged. We want our families to stay engaged, but also understand it's not all of fourth quarter that we're going to get to. These are the fourth quarter skills that are most important for foundation building. It's also an amazing time for our teachers to tap in to their passions and the passions of their students. So how can we take multiple learning targets and have a project that builds upon the empathy of students, that builds upon their contribution to themselves, their contribution to Lee Summit, their contribution to society as a whole. So how can we focus on some of that engagement for our students and those experiences versus that it's all about getting a certain page done and a certain number of, of um, problems done? As humans, um, we, we have to connect in some form or fashion. I mean, look at the five of us. Um, we don't normally uh, see each other, but it, but we had a connection prior to the show starting. Um, we have a connection now. So as humans, we need that connection, whether it's six feet away at the grocery store or here at home. So I, I guess the other thing I would add to your question, Nick, about, you know, you're, you're a dad that's now having to teach a little bit more. You always have more knowledge than your student does, remember. And when we were first-year teachers, we were always one day ahead, if not a few days ahead of our students. So, and again, if you don't know, it's okay to say you don't know. And you can email your teacher. Um, there's some great uh, resource websites out there. Um, the district is working with Greg Tang. Greg Tang is holding virtual parent training meetings right now on mass. So Jason, if you need assistance with Trig, I bet you Gre uh, Greg Tang could help out. Where can, I, 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 I think to, the appropriate thing there is, is, is where can people go for those? I mean, what, before we forget, let's throw that out there. 
Um, Greg Tang Math, um, if you just Google his name, Greg Tang, like the old Tang we used to drink. Oh, and, wow. Um, I'm, Rex, I'm, I'm you dating. Are dating. You're dating yourself there. That's I am so well, All of us, dating. really. I know. <laughs> well, uh, yes. Everybody on this call uh, understands it, but that's, uh, yeah. that's not necessarily yes. what I want to say. Yes. Uh, but Google Greg Tang Math and you can get to any resource that he has. And all of his resources are free. There isn't anything that a parent has to pay or sign up for. Um, and there are challenges out there. So like different math challenges each day. Um, so that whole engagement piece or a different way of engaging, that's some of the things that he can offer. Well, let's, let's tackle that. One of our listeners, as we, when we put the, the posts out, for uh, uh, advertising this, asked the question about their, they're saying their teen isn't taking this e-learning very seriously. Um, how, what, are, what are some tips or techniques or something that we can do to help them, uh, help that teen engage in, in what they're doing? Well, I would certainly say our middle schools and our high schools are working individually with teachers and with students and with families if students are disengaging and what does that look like for an individual student. What it may be at a high school level or even at a middle school level is that now that we have split their schedule, we don't really know what dis disengaging looks like yet because they've only <laughs> seen that teacher now once or twice, depending on the day. And so now that there is a, a lightening of that load and a lightening of that expectation of who to check into, hopefully that will help. But over the course of time as well, our teachers know that if there is a student that they haven't seen for a while, either to have them connect in that week if they haven't seen them, either have them reach out and connect or check with the other teachers because it may be a class that the, the child knows because we have allowed children to raise their grade if they need to. So it may be a student really needs to work on their trigonometry class. And so their focus on trig is much more intensive. They don't have much time in their day because other things that are occurring in their life or in their home. So their focus needs to be in depth on one or two courses. While we want it to be in all of their courses, it may be checking in with that student to say, how are you? And to hear from the student of what is it that they need and how do we connect them with what they do need. So again, realizing that back and forth that home looks different and we know we have some students that our students are the teachers for their younger brothers and sisters. So that's a lot too. So we want to make sure that we support students in their continued learning, but also that we support students in, in their home engagement too. Carrie, you had a follow up? I do. Um, that has been a comment that's been coming up a lot from uh, families reaching out for support through our parenting programs. And, I, you know, the advice that I like to, to give there is number one, something that both Dr. Hill and Kephart talked about, and that is the importance of relationships. And, you know, ultimately, you know, at some point, we've got to look at that as the priority with our kids. Ultimately, we want them to choose a good nursing home for us should the need arrive down the road. Right? <laughs> uh, keep the humor there. Um, but also, if we're talking about kids who are, you know, middle school, especially high school age kids, these kids are getting to a point in their life where they're getting ready to launch out into the real world. And so the more ownership that they have for their schoolwork and those outcomes, the better. 
That doesn't mean that mom and dad step away from it, but what that might look like is a conversation. Um, you know, where we sit down with our kids and sorry about that. <laughs> It's the new star of the podcast. I know. I, I need to let her go. Um, but to sit down with your kids and have an, a, a conversation just about where things are with those classes, you know, making sure that the kid understands the expectations, you know, you could have the, the, the student print the grade card, uh, you know, for each class that would show if there's assignments that haven't been turned in. And I specifically said, have the student do that because the student needs to own the education. Think about control, all right? Every human being has strong needs for control. And we know that when we lose control, like we're, we've lost a lot of control over things right now, uh, that makes us grapple and try to get that control back. And so if I'm a parent who's standing over my kid and lecturing them on what they need to do and get it done and get it done now, even if I have a kid who's you know, pretty compliant, they're gonna have a little bit of a power struggle with me in terms of actually getting it done just because of that natural human need. So um, what we do is we have a conversation with the kid about what the expectations are we let them own their successes as well as their failures, if you will, with the education. We talk them through different resources that they have available to them, like Dr. Hill was talking about and Dr. Kephart. You know, here are some things uh, that you can hook into. Um, for example, I have a 14-year-old. Now, Dr. Hill, I'll argue with you that my 14-year-old is better than me at algebra than I am. <laughs> and so I appreciate that, but um, uh, so she was really struggling with algebra herself, and she was sitting at the table and just getting more and more frustrated, and we encouraged Sammy to take a, a step away, all right, because it's only getting worse, and what was really neat that came out of this was some of the connections that you all have been talking about, and that is we help Sammy to own this challenge with algebra and basically talked her through, uh, you know, what an email might look like for her to go reach out to that teacher about where she's struggling. And now because of that, she has a conference with this teacher a few times a week where she's now asking questions, being assertive, holy cow. You know, this kid is developing some wonderful life skills that she's going to use for years to come. Hi, I'm Jane Monroe, owner of Embrace the Grape and District 4 resident. Donnie Funk has my vote for city council, and here's why. Donnie's time serving on the planning commission, his experience in the construction industry, and his work as a small business owner has given him the insight we need on city council. This means that Donnie knows the questions to ask to get accountability for our tax dollars. Donnie Funk is a strong advocate for public safety and will work to ensure police and firefighters, along with all city employees, are well cared for. Join me in voting Funk for Four. I wonder yeah. if that's really the big lesson, not just for, for, for our kids, but for ourselves is that, you know, yes. stuff is hard yes. and, and, and we can problem solve our way through them, whether it's, whether it's math, which mm -hmm. will always 
always be hard. It'll always be hard. <laughs> um, but there are but there are things, and I think that's that's isn't is that is that the big thing we're hoping to accomplish is that that we all learn we can we can figure a way through this. I think so. I think that this is more about developing resilience and learning just how to adapt and get through you know difficult challenges. Um, you know, stepping back and looking at, you know, how can we help our kids through this academic situation to develop the skills that they're going to need, you know, throughout their life, you know, whether that's reaching out to the teacher, or as you said, you know, guiding them with some problem solving steps to empower them with those skills that they need. I think there's some excitement about this time too, that we will see once our students return, because the connections that students have been able to make with their teachers differently, that they've been able to make with each other differently, and that they have been able to make in our, in our world with the instruction differently, we are going to have different students sit in our classrooms. We're going to have different teachers in our classrooms because our teachers are, like I shared before, they're doing amazing work in changing what instruction looks like. And that change is going to transform what our classrooms look like upon our return. That we, we won't be able to go back from that and that's the exciting part. So through the hard, there really is going to be some positive outcomes and while we're all worried about what that looks like in May or when we return at the beginning of, of next year for when the start of school is, no matter our, our return this year or, or whenever that is, the start of school next year, we know we're going to have to look back at skills. The skill attainment, we can do that. The connection, that will be deep and already there. And that's what we're most focused on, that grace and that patience, learning that and experiencing that at home with family members, with parents. Those are skills that you can't teach all the time and now we get a chance to teach them. Well, let's let's stick on the teachers for a second, and uh, I know this is Nick's favorite subject because he he also lives with a, a public school teacher. Uh, but how are they? Always, always suck up to the teachers. Always suck up to the teachers. <laughs> Never how, how can go are, wrong. How are the teachers doing? Because we we keep talking about. I mean, we've all mentioned. I think at one point or another, this this idea where like many of us are working a full time job remotely at the moment, but then also having an enhanced responsibility with our kids' education and that. Well, we have people now, we have, we have our teachers who are reinventing their teaching on the fly, doing it remotely, and then they get to come, they, they come home and they get to teach some more. So how are you guys finding, Dr. Hill, maybe you can speak to this. How are the teachers handling some of this? I mean, I'm sure they're doing great because teachers are awesome. So yeah, I sucked up for you, Nick. Uh, Good job. And, uh, and uh, but how how are they handling that? Because that's like I mean you talk about carrying your work home with you. Yeah, um, and Carrie talked about some of the strategies uh, that we've shared with our staff about you know making your work area a little bit different um, than your home area. Uh, I know. Um, this is rare that I'm in my um, upstairs because my work area is downstairs in our finished basement and I chose not to show that for you all today. But I think it's important to have that separation um, because work is work and home is home. And um, you know, we also talk to our teachers about making those connections and just like Carrie's cat walked into the frame 
their own children may be walking right behind them if they're in a classroom conference and all, all know, of our lives are that bbc video guy <laughs> right, right. Well, well you right. know to be fair mine better be out mowing the lawn right now <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i mean we all just have to be understanding and our teachers are working so very hard um of working like you said on the fly to do school differently but also and someone coined this phrase the other day and and um but make school doable in this situation um and they have done a phenomenal job we can't thank mm -hmm. them enough um i also you know our school counselors they are making connections with our students our social workers um, trying to connect and make sure that we um, have that um, availability and access. You know, um, Dr. Kephart mentioned some of our students um, haven't had internet access and many of us in the district have been taking hotspots to homes, uh, kind of a knock and drop, if you will, so that our students can remain connected. Um, so that our students have those basic needs. Um, you need to think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And if we have the basics taken care of- The first one's Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, sorry, Wi-Fi. Um, so if basic, needs, if basic needs are taken care of, um, then we can relax a little bit and not have to stress about when am I going to eat next or how am I going to get access to see my teacher. And we have been working, all of us have been working very hard to make sure that our families have that access. And um, yeah, it's just been wonderful how the team approach um, has happened across the district as well. I, I think it's important, you know, you talked about connections at the very beginning, Dr. Kephart, you talked about how that was kind of the focus, was was making a connection. And and I have seen, and, and hopefully I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this, but I have seen from the other side, you know, my wife who is a teacher in a different district, for her too, the loss of not getting to see her students every day. She's an elementary teacher and she has 20 to 30, however many kids, way too many probably. <laughs> but you know, she has her group of kids. She doesn't get to see them every day. Mm -hmm. That's that's a hard thing, I think, for them as well. And I think something for us, for us to keep in mind. I, 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 I'm going to say this probably makes us all rethink all the teacher jokes that I tend to say. <laughs> um, have you have you heard from Have you heard from from them, Doctor Hill? Have you heard from some of your teachers? Are are, are they? What's it like for them to figure it all out? Yes, um, in fact, um, I have two daughters and one of their teachers said, I just want a meeting so I can see your face. Mm -hmm. and, um, and all they talked about, because I was close by, is they both had, um, she had her pet and we have a dog. And so we just talked and, and I watched them. They were just talking about what they've been doing and their dog and, and if they had questions or if they needed anything. I mean, literally, they just wanted to see their faces. So, you know, going back to your question earlier about why should the high schooler or the middle schooler stay engaged? It's so that we see each other. I mean, we, we miss our kids and, you know, I miss my coworkers. They may not say the same thing, but I do. I miss my coworkers. Um, I miss seeing them and laughing with them on a daily basis. So, um, so yeah, it's important. 
I think we are all real re-realizing our, our need for the social aspect of, of our jobs, whether our job is as a student, as a teacher, or whatever it is, that there's there's a social aspect to what we do that we we all crave and we we thrive on. So I think I think we're we're learning that. I want to take a quick moment. We do have a, a, a few people watching, and so if they have questions they want to make sure that we pass on to our panel of experts. We will do that. Put those in the comments. I'll, I will try to read them. Um, I want to, I got one. Jennifer, everybody else here has sort of ratted on themselves about what's fun, what's stressful for them. What are you, what are you finding in all of this adjustment that is uh, challenging for you and your family? And how have you guys made that adjustment? I think that's a good question. I'm on the other end. I actually have a senior this year. So I'm on the end. Oh, of, wow. Yeah. Yes. I'm on the <laughs> end of playing mom too. It's a little different than on the, on the younger side, but when we first had the decision to close school and, and that, that weighed on me from, from that mom perspective too, and, and came home to talk to my kiddo and said, I'm so sorry, I'm doing this to you. And knowing that it wasn't me, but knowing that um, now how do we celebrate? Because we're out of point that we can start planning those celebrations and that's not just seniors and celebration and what does that look like but we have we have celebrations across our district that we're looking at what does that mean to appreciate teachers to appreciate retirements to appreciate seniors to appreciate sixth graders or eighth graders or whatever that begins to look like on ensuring that our um, our celebrations and our end of the years continue, they just may look different um, than they have potentially before. And so we are so um, grateful in our house, but we spend a lot of time in our house talking about engagement because there's that senior uh, senioritis a little bit that would have slipped in before now. Um, so we talk through that. And um, so I would say that that's sometimes our dinner conversation. I would actually, I want to follow up on that. That's an interesting, because I think when I first started here um, in this district and other districts where I have, you know, I have friends whose kids are seniors and, and they really talked about a real palpable sense of mourning that they, they went through, um, through that process. I mean, if, obviously you can speak for, for your child, but are, is that something that we're seeing uh, of, of, I think it, it, it's broadly applicable, but I, I wonder, I mean, it seems to be very cute for our, our kids who are looking forward to that, that final run up to be done, right? With the prom and the, the cap and gown and all the things. And all of a sudden, you know, coronavirus has snatched that away from everybody. How are, um, how are people dealing with that, that, that sense of loss, that sense of mourning? Well, and I would say, I'm gonna go back to, not broken record, but the right, the right verbiage is that connection. So how do, we know that at our high schools, the advisory teachers, we know that some of those core groups are keeping kids connected because of being seniors. We have in some of our, well, really in all of our high schools, we've had spirit days and we've had um, college or career. What does that look like that we want to do next? So continuing to stay connected to our students, to know that and keep them engaged and then find ways to help continue to celebrate them. So I also think there is an engagement of our student groups to talk with each other. How can students 
help each other through some of this. So that's some of our dinner conversation with my son is how can you help your friends manage what this looks like a little bit differently? I happen to have a son. It might, might be different in different cases, but for him, it's how does he check in with his friends? But then also as members of different student groups, how does that student group help support students and specifically how to help support seniors? And then really truly going through and how do we recognize them and celebrate them over the course of the next weeks. Carrie, you wanted to add something, go for it. Well, um, you know, we talked about the palatable just grief that kids are experiencing right now. And I think that we need to acknowledge that because what we're looking at is a lot of loss. You know, whether it's like you said, you know, Dr. Keppert, this senior year, um, you know, we had kids competing through a swim team that I coached that were actually in the water getting ready to compete at a national level meet. And they told them, you got to get out you know, kids qualifying for Olympic trials. So, you know, there's a lot of different uh, losses, very much, uh, you know, something that they're experiencing. And so we need to be mindful of that and how that loss triggers the emotional response, which is what we refer to as grief. And so just to be able to validate, you know, that, you know, that the anger that they might be experiencing at not having those opportunities, you know, whether it was prom or, you know, celebrating, you know, that graduation in the way they had hoped to, um, but just acknowledging where they're at and knowing that it will take time to go through that process and that it's very normal to be experiencing a wide range of feelings right now. And ultimately, because time does go on, you know, they are going to adjust and hopefully look back and gather some meaning out of these losses that we, everybody's really experiencing right now. What can we take from that and, and bring with us into the future? I think the I think the uh, the the look back segments that we that we do afterward are going to be very interesting because oh, yeah. this is this is all so new and unprecedented for for any of us that that the the look backs and not not necessarily just the you know the the Monday quarterbacking right but just the look back of of, of what did we do how did we figure what were the processes of how we figured out how to get through I think those are going to be those are going to be interesting and. I like the theme, Carrie, and Drs. Hill and Kephart that, you, that you've given us, which is basically just accept the, the stress and the frustrations and, and embrace those, let yourself feel it, and, and, and then you can find a way. I, I really, really appreciate that. Before we wrap up, there is one, one other topic I, I want to get to. Um, on Link to Lee Summit this week, one of our, one of our guest columnists had a, had a piece about the, the nutrition services uh, for the school district and how they are making sure that lunches are available for, for students and families and even breakfast. I wanna, I wanna touch on that really quickly, if you could, and just tell us where is that happening? How can people get to it if they need it? Who can get it, where, that kind of thing? If you could just help us with that information. Well, I will certainly say it is a, a gift that the district is able to do for families and for all families that are that would like to partake. So it is breakfast and lunch. Um, and they do, last week they provided 21,000 breakfasts and lunch, and they do have different stops on that. Those stops, we can make sure that we post for you or we do have them on our website as well. I don't wanna give you the incorrect information on where those stops are, um, but we do have those throughout um, the district and the different times for those. 
so anytime students are um, able to collect breakfast and lunch for that day, we welcome them to be there. I will certainly say it is one opportunity that we can have some distance um, but some face-to-face -face contact too, and our between our nutrition services staff and our transportation staff, we are so appreciative of them for making the lunches and delivering those lunches and breakfasts for our families, um, and they are appreciative to be able to do so. So I've, I, I'm so glad you said something, and we'll make sure that we post the different sites for that. And, and Jennifer, I want to follow up on that. You, you said that this is for any family who, or any student, who feels the need or wants to do that. There's no, there's no cutoff, there's no application, there's not like a free and reduced lunch program. It's if you want it, go to this place, we'll give you food. Well, sort of an that is absolutely correct. And we understand that our families are in different situations right now. So there is no financial tie to this at all. And it may just be a day that, you know what, we don't have food in our house right now today because we haven't been able to have food from the store or there have been changes in our family situation. And we want to be able to provide um, food, breakfast and lunch to any student that is there. And our website has that information on it. Awesome. That is a fantastic service. All right, there's a, there's a couple more questions I want to ask each of you as, as we wrap it up. The first is, is this. We'll kind of go around, and I'll start with you, Dr. Hill. What is something that you're doing every day that is, that is making you feel good, that lets you get through every day, and what's one thing that you miss that you can't wait to get back to? Oh. Same questions coming to the other two, so you guys have more time to think. Really, I just wanted to Rex pick on Dr. Hill. I wanted to put her on the spot. Does this go back to the other day when we were in a meeting <laughs> together? <laughs> um, okay, so one thing that I am doing every day is going for a walk. Um, just, uh, and you know, we've had some cold days and rainy days. I still was out there. Whether my dog wanted to go or not, I, <laughs> I still went. Um, something that I can't wait to go back to, um, my family enjoys going to different restaurants and I want to be able to sit in a restaurant again and have a meal outside of the home. Not that I don't enjoy eating with my family here, but uh, outside of the home. So I think was it's that okay what you to were say you're, you're waiting for dinner without your family. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm doing a taco run else. by myself at some point when it happens. Okay. So. I want someone else to cook dinner, please. I think you and I need to do distance tacos. I think that's what we're going to need to do. Carrie, your turn. Okay. Um, well, one of the things that we've been doing every night is my husband loves to cook and he's been experimenting with different meals, which has been wonderful. And so we'll have dinner together. And then we've started the COVID-19 games and <laughs> losing terribly. But what that involves is um, we've been playing a card game called golf quite a bit. And also, you know, just different games that we've been pulling out and it's just been a lot of fun um you know talk about just reconnecting and slowing down as a family and so that's been wonderful and I think that as this continues that's going to become more of a habit you know something that we're going to continue to do even when all of this you know passes up passes by um the thing that I miss is just getting together with friends um, we get together regularly with other families and, you know, whether that's dining out or just hanging out, I really miss that face-to-face -face contact. It's hard. Jennifer, your turn. 
I appreciate being third because I could think about it. But then <laughs> they took everything I would have said and Carrie took two. So I don't know that that could counted because I would have said both of those. So, I think you're allowed to steal. Okay. All right. So I, so I may steal and say all of that. I think, you know, that goes back to that, having a senior son, I've really like from that mom perspective have enjoyed having family game night more often um, and having him home a little bit more often. So it has been nice to have family walks and to have family dinners and, and to truly have some of that uninterrupted time that sometimes our seniors are out our, our students are out and about in so many different activities. Mm -hmm. So I have appreciated the, the daily connections that we have had as a family and that time to spend. So um, I certainly would say that has been the gift and the blessing for me um, in this time. And what I miss, I, I miss the going out to dinner too. I will say our budget doesn't miss it because it, <laughs> it's been kind of nice, um, although more grocery store shopping, but um, I, I do miss the going out to dinner. I'm, I'm a sushi fan and I just can't quite handle a pick up and carry out sushi. I, I, it's not the same. Not the same. Not so the same. Well, you, you just need to, you need to learn how to uh, dispatch your own tuna and then you can make sushi. <laughs> that, be that might take some time. Well, I'm going to say this for when it comes to game night, I am the reigning skip bow champion at our house mm. and, and I plan to stay that way. I want to wrap this up with a little question that we've had a lot of fun when we've, when we've had candidates on the show during oh, campaign here it is. season. So now uh -oh. I'm going to give it to you because, well, Jason and I are competitive and we want to win a battle with some local business owners. I'm going to start with you, Jennifer. Oh. If I were to put two plates in front of you, one plate has tacos and one plate has burgers, which one are you choosing? And this literally will be the only question we judge you on. I, we answer. will judge you harshly, actually. It's tacos because I'm not a four-legged friend eater. All right. There we go. No, sorry about that. No, that's fine. That, no, tacos whatever, is the correct answer. Whatever okay. path you need to get to the correct answer. They, okay, tacos. There it is. <laughs> Dr. Hill. Yes. Tacos. Yeah. There we go. Tacos, Carrie. all right. And Carrie? Well, somebody's got a root for... No, that's not true. So, I, yeah, I'm going to go with burgers and... Uh, once the restaurants allow for dine-in again, I highly recommend Captain's Wednesday night uh, burger basket. It's like $6, and it is amazing. <laughs> now I want a burger. There All right. Happy, but hey. Well, I recommend Canoe Club oh, chicken yes. tacos anytime. There, there we are. Go. You guys are awesome coming with, uh, coming with two-thirds of the right answers, and that's really the important thing. <laughs> but also so. coming with local suggestions. I like we, that. We extended our lead, though, Nick. We did. Mm -hmm. Dr. Hill, Dr. Kephart, Carrie Gray, thank you very much for, for giving us all a little bit of time and a little bit of help, maybe a whole lot of help. We appreciate it. Um, We've had the school district. It looks like somebody from the school district put on put some information out there on the on the Facebook thread. If you want to know more about the nutrition services, I, I feel know like we're being watched. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that I know that that page uh, is is a great place to go for for more information. If you have questions, you can contact the district through, through there or through all of their other channels. They are available. Thank you all very much. Don't forget Thank to you. don't forget Thank to check you. out the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find it on all of your favorite podcast apps. We will talk to everybody on Friday. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.